All right, guys, what's up? Good morning, good afternoon, depending on where you are. If you're on the West Coast, good morning. If you're on the East Coast, good afternoon. I'm Dave Villa, and this is Game Changer Sales Cast, and it's Monday, November 7th, and we have got a great show for you. We have a great guest coming on, and uh, we're going to get to her in about 10 minutes, but we're going to be talking about uh, sales skills that a pro must master. So let's talk about that. The best sales professionals that I know of care about results, right? We care about results, but the way that they are achieved, you know, in my experience, again, we're talking about amateurs versus professionals. It's kind of something that I'm camped out on here along with the serial sales pro.com concept of our training platform. So sales professionals, the best that I've trained, the best I've seen over the years care about results, but the way that they achieve results is by being relentless about developing their sales skills. Let me just kind of break it down this way. I think that a salesperson, and I'm talking about somebody who really has the opportunity to go somewhere in the arena of sales, is going to be good already. It's kind of like, you know, I played baseball and football and basketball and, and you know, and, and pretty much those sports as a kid. Many of you grew up, you know, you get around the, the, the yard with your friends and you play those types of sports. But you don't play them professionally today. <laughs> you had fun. You like them. You watch them. You know, you learned the rules. You understood the game, how to play. You understand how the game is played and the objective of the game. However, you were an amateur. You weren't a professional. So I liked it. But if you're going to choose to be a professional at something, you got to be really good at it, right? So a very, very small percentage of peewee or pop warner football players make it into high school then a small percentage of high school players make it into college a small percentage of college players make it in to the big leagues to be a professional nfl football player so if you look at not only the small percentages each level make it but if you took that pop warner team virtually no one on most all of the teams are going to make it down the road to the professional nfl level so same thing with sales. See, some people say, well, you know, you could sell and, you know, you don't have to be talented and you can learn process. And, you know, I believe process is important, but I'm talking about professionals, somebody who really feels like, look, this is what I'm called to do. This is what I want to do. And I want to be a success at it. I want to be at the top of my class. I want to make a lot of money. I want to do very well. That's a professional. Most professionals care about results. And if you care about results, you're going to be relentless about developing your sales skills. So you already are good as a salesperson. You already have a knack for it, okay? Now, as a professional, you're going to do whatever it takes to get better at it so that you can get your edge or your unfair advantage, right, when it comes to competing at the level of sales that you're doing. What's up, Kevin Campbell? Pros follow up. That's right, baby. Pros follow up. Mr. KC. Not KFC. I say KFC. It's lunchtime. People want some chicken. I'm talking about KC, Kevin Campbell. The best sales teams are often led by someone who's more like a sales coach than a sales manager. We must be dedicated to developing sales skills, guys, if we want to become a sales pro, right? So here, here's the deal. What are you lacking in? What are you needing to improve? What's a skill that you have that you need to get better at? You know, because sales pros are always looking to get better. I believe that this is going to create a salesperson, a sales team that not only hits it short-term goals, but in a culture is going to be instilled, a culture of learning and self-improvement that's going to, it's going to be placed there, which I think is adamant 
an imperative in order to achieve long-term sales goals as well. You know, I often said, look, if you're going to be in sales for a long time, listen, I don't know about you. I don't want to be mediocre. I don't want to be average. I want to be, I don't want to be like everyone else. I want to break out of that norm. So if you are in this game and this is what you've chose to do for a living, how can you become a pro? How can you get better? The way to do this is through self-improvement. Get your skills down, man. Learn what it takes. Always hone your craft. Get in some training. Learn what to do. Go back to the basics. Find out what you're not doing. Find out what you're doing that you were trained early on not to do. It's not easy. It's not easy. I would, I would say, you know, that here at Game Changer Salescast, we believe that it's not easy. Superb sales skills don't always come naturally to young reps, but you must know how important this process is to you becoming a true sales pro. I'm going to say it again. It's not easy. Superb sales skills. I mean, I'm talking sales skills that pros around you are doing don't come naturally always to young sales reps. But if you feel you got the right stuff, if you feel like you got the innate ability of becoming a sales pro in you, then I'm going to challenge you that it's not going to come easy. It's not going to come just naturally to you as a young rep or as an inexperienced rep. But it's important that this process is, is implemented and put into place and sales skills are learned if you want to truly become a sales pro. I'm going to go over a few things with you that I'm going to discuss them with our guest today and find out, in her opinion, as one of the leading sales uh, uh, reps with a very, very successful BMW franchise. By the way, a BMW salesperson is highly trained they're highly skilled and and they're and they're dealing with people who are who are who are there to buy something that's extremely expensive i know my car is 125 grand i had a pro that was dealing with me that knew their stuff they weren't just some typical car salesman they were a significant professional and they've been highly skilled and trained at dealing with people like me so i'm gonna give you a few sales skills that every pro must master Let's talk about product knowledge. We're going to go over this with our, uh, with our professional that's going to come on here, our game changer. But product knowledge, as a sales pro, um, if, they, if you don't perfectly understand the product you're selling, you're going to be completely ineffective. Understand that the number one reason somebody buys from you is because you know them. And number two reason is you know what you're selling. If you sound inexperienced and you don't sound like you know what you're talking about, you're not going to make it very far in sales. You're definitely not going to become a professional. And here's the problem, guys, when we don't do what it takes to become a professional. Listen, here's the problem. You're in an arena that, that where professionals are. You're still fighting the dollars that professionals are going after. You're fighting the budgets that professionals are going after. You're fighting in the arena. So you're sitting there fighting with somebody that's better than you are because they're ready to prepare. They may not be as talented. They may be equally as talented. But regardless of what talent level or potential you have, they're willing to put what the, the time into what's necessary to sharpen their skills and get to the place where they become a professional. So they now have the unfair advantage. They now have a leg up, so to speak, in the arena of sales. And now you're going to be in a very tough position because you're in a very competitive, very, very high rejected uh, 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 arena or, or industry, and you are not properly skilled. And now you're going to be stepping into the ring as someone who could be talented, but who put no experience or no training into it whatsoever into the ring with Mike Tyson in his heyday. You're going to get knocked out. Mama said, knock you out. <laughs> I'm going to knock you out, right? Come on, man. 
We got to have product knowledge. We got to have product knowledge. We should be able to explain in detail, in detail, how our product works. Listen, you can't negate passion and you can have all the knowledge in the world and not have passion and fall flat on his face, but you can have all the passion in the world and not know what you're talking about and get edged out with somebody, get edged out by somebody who knows what they're talking about. We should be able to explain in detail how our product works. Listen, when I sat down and bought my car, I'm I'm here to tell you, I'm not bragging. I'm telling you, $125,000 for my 7 Series with all the bells and whistles. I was in that car for two hours with that guy and his boss telling me and showing me all the bells and whistles. You better believe it. For 125 grand, I want to know what, what key the song, what key the, the, the car sings in. I want to, uh, uh, right? I want to know the name of the butler that's sitting in the front seat driving me around that comes with the car. 125 grand, gentlemen, ladies. You got to know what you're talking about. We should be able to explain in detail how our product works, what value it offers, the reason it appeals to your customer. This will help you craft your sales pitch. Look, man, not crap. Some of us crap our sales pitch. Listen to me, man. I'm telling you right now. You want to know the difference between a professional and an amateur? Some of us crap our sales pitch instead of craft it. I, don't, I, want, I want to craft it. I want, I want it crafted for me. This will help you craft your sales pitch effectively. Deep product knowledge is honestly one of the few things. Listen, deep product knowledge is one of the few things that separate the top 1% of sales reps in the world from the rest. And listen, when you're in a competitive environment and you want to be the best, you got to know what it is that separates it. I want to hear your comments. You're watching this on Facebook Live. You're watching on SerialSalesPro.com. You're watching on DavidVilla.me. Give me your comments. You're on Twitter. Use the hashtag GameChanger. If you're on Facebook, they're going to send me your comments. Give me your comments, man. Weigh in on it. Give me your questions. We're going to bring our guests on here in just a minute. We're going to be back in 60 seconds. If you're looking for a keynote speaker, I'm your man. I will come in and fire your team up. You need a sales trainer, I'll come in and fire them up. We'll be back in 60 seconds. With our guest, don't go anywhere. Boom. The best people are motivated by passion. You gotta be motivated by where you're going. If you're not uncomfortable, you're not growing. Amateurs see their situation through the wrong lens. When a sales producer knows they have something of value, what do they do? They challenge the objections, they challenge the excuses, they challenge every reason that would defer the decision to buy. If you're in the game of sales and you're not a game changer, then you're not going to make it. If you're not uncovering opportunity, someone else is going to get there. It's going to take the bold to make it past the breaking point. If you carry the baggage from last month, if you carry the baggage from last week, then you're going to suck today. Be daring, be first, be different, and don't ever give up.
All right, we're back. All right, let's go. Listen, we've got Ann Conrad. She's a sales manager at BMW of Dayton at Evans Motor Works. Listen, Ann has won multiple awards. I'm going to let her tell you a little bit about some of the things that she's doing right now, but she has been um, a national honors for profile achievement by BMW. She's been uh, in three years consecutively, BMW profiles and achievement as sales manager. She won bronze, and then she won platinum podium two years in a row. I'm extremely happy to have uh, Ann Conrad with us. Ann, welcome to Game Changer Salescast. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule. Uh, beginning of the month is always a busy time for uh, for people in the car business. Thank you for hanging out with us, Ann. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Well, no, my pleasure. My pleasure. We're talking in the intro, and I kind of want to bring you into the conversation about things and skills and, and, and uh, practices that sales pros must master. We're talking about people, you know, just to kind of set the tone here. I know you and I, you probably heard some of the things we've done before. We talk a lot about amateurs versus professionals, hence SerialSalesPro.com, which is our training platform. And we talk about what it takes to become a pro. And, you know, sometimes, and, you know, uh, product knowledge and, and, and some of the skills and some of the things that professionals uh, take the extra time to learn more about will separate the top 1% from the rest. It's literally the edge that will that will that will separate the top one percent, which is a big deal. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Being somebody who owns, you know, I've owned three BMWs now in a row. Um, I had a 550i, I had a 650i. Now I have the a new seven series, you know, with all the bells and whistles, the tablets in the back, even though I haven't used them. Um, so I, I, I love BMW. I know what a really really good uh, BMW sales person and manager goes through. They know their stuff. How important in sales? especially in elite sales, is product knowledge, in your opinion? Well, product knowledge is key. Um, In fact, over the past year plus, um, BMW's integrated a program where we all have a BMW genius, either one or two of them, and that um, that genius actually starts the process with the client when they come in to go over all the product knowledge, all the features, options, benefits, before they're even handed off to a salesperson-slash-client advisor to enhance the experience, to help with the technology hurdles that a lot of clients have had um, with BMW, a lot of the brands. Now that the stuff's all changing mm-hmm. um, with all the technology on the cars and going into you know e-products, electric cars, it's something that's needed. And it was a little weird at first because it was a little against the grain of what we normally do for our sales process, but mm-hmm. we've had a pretty smooth integration having our BMW Genius. It's helped our clients out. We actually have them come back for a second delivery um, after they actually take delivery of the car for those unanswered questions, the simple things um, that they may not take home with them because they're just so excited to get their car. Yeah, you know, it's really cool because, um, you know, my experience, and that's really, we'll talk about that for one second with the genius concept. Obviously, things like Apple, you know, um, you know, you have BMW going that, that direction. It's interesting. Yeah. Because I think that's probably very, it's very smart because between the 650 lease and my new lease, it's the genius concept was, 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 you know, embraced because I started getting contact, you know, uh, by, by that person to go over my, my, uh, BMW and all the amenities. But here's, what's interesting. We don't lack in the car business. And this is, I know this show we're being watched by people all over in, in, in multiple industries, but maybe your industry, if you're watching, doesn't lack in sales skills or doesn't lack maybe you guys have closers you know and and people who can take tos and people who you know understand the psychology of sales and i think the car business you know um cutting my teeth you know selling dealerships for the last 21 years learning we don't lack in that but i think that this is something that's worth 
touching on product knowledge is how they've adapted something from an industry like Apple, you know, where um, they're moving the direction that the consumers are moving. And so I think, even though I think Apple, you know, in other industries can also improve sales skills, <laughs> you know, they're not, they're not known for their mm-hmm. sales skills, but they are for their communication skills. So how important, you know, do you think it is um, that for the car business and BMW, especially to go that direction? How, how smart is that? To add that to an industry well, that already knows how to, quote, sell somebody. Well, it all ties in together because it's not just with the sale and the relationship doesn't stop after the sale of the car. There's things that all need to be nurtured and taken care of from the point of the sale going on, and that's when it really matters of how you're taking care of that client. Mm -hmm. The product knowledge can be taught to most, um, but you can't teach passion for the brand, passion for their jobs. Um, You have to have buy-in from your staff. Mm-hmm. And everybody have a common goal that we're here to take care of the client, period, the end, whether it's from sales to service, the whole time that we have that relationship. And actually, we integrate here that we it becomes you become part of the family. <clears throat> yeah, um, absolutely. You know, Absolutely. And, you know, let me let me kind of add this to it, you know, from a skilled presenter standpoint, because there's companies that are watching, there's dealerships that are watching, there's there's managers and, and sales reps alike that are watching now that are in various industries. And all industries have some type of presentation, whether it's like a car that doesn't last very long, the short, the sales process is fairly short. And then you have people watching that might have six month sales process that are selling products that are a million dollars plus. So sales pros, I think, not only need to understand the product, but they must be able to show off his capabilities to a prospect effectively, you know, through whatever their demo looks like. So we all know that demos are, are challenging, you know, and reps need to, you know, discover first what benefits, you know, are going to be most important in solving the quote unquote prospects pain, you know, highlight the value, you know, during the demo. So, you know, throwing in your opinion, you know, looking at the, 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 the process, you know, is throwing too many features at a prospect bad is that a bad tactic, and can that overwhelm and confuse them? How important, I guess I should say, is a skilled presenter well, in mixing it with product a skilled, a skilled presenter, and I can only speak for my staff, and I can speak for what BMW promotes, is a needs assessment done mm-hmm. in the beginning of the process is key. Because if you overwhelm somebody or if you have, you know, say an older lady come in and, you know, you're talking about the sports and the performance and the horsepower, and you're going to lose them. Right. And you, the needs assessment in the interview and you customize from the beginning of the sales process all the way to the end and what key points are to that client without overwhelming them with all the product and technology. And I always like to say to my guys, I said, you know, I've been driving BMWs for so many years now. I know what my hot points are and the things that I love. And when I demo a car, when I get out there with my guys, I'm showing the things that I love that I think are really cool, get them excited, uh, little, you know, hints of, hey, I like to do this with my iDrive, and I like this screen up, and so on, and showing them the neat little things that they can do, and then kind of delving into passing that off with the customization from the interview. It really is key, or you could lose a client. That's that's extremely important, and I agree with you. And so let's talk about it for a second from a standpoint of obviously taking product knowledge, taking the skilled presenter, and let's look at like, you know, weaving our presentation or our demo, our presentation into preventing objections, not handling them. We'll get to that in a minute, but preventing objections. So a sales pro, you know, um, I think practices, if they're trained right and they apply training, uh, proactive objection prevention, you know, not just objective handling. So I think this can reduce, and it sounds like that you were doing that by automatically saying, you know, I know some of the things that I may have a concern with being a driver of my product. So I weave this into my presentation for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. So can this reduce in your opinion, you know, some of the most basic objections and maybe, you know, by the way we uh, approach 
or handle the approach to the sale? Well, absolutely, because active listening and doing that customization shows the client, number one, that you care, and number two, then the objections become smaller and smaller, if at all. And you also can start reading into, when you have that rapport and you're dealing with your client, that the body language, you know which way to gauge and which way to go based on what you're getting back from the client. And that is key Mm -hmm. when you're sitting there starting the process. You have a stranger that comes in if it's a first-time client that you don't really know anything about. So you have all these tools, the body language, the, um, you know, the, the common ground and rapport that you can build with that client. So it becomes a lot more comfortable when you have to start that conversation. Then once they're starting to nod their head yes and they have buy-in, it's a lot easier to present that deal, be able to close the deal, and have a happy customer go home. <clears throat> I want to ask a question that came in from a listener. And this sounds like somebody from the car business, obviously based on the question. Um, and uh, they said, what do you say? Let's see here. I want to read the question from Mike columbus and mike says what do you think of the trainers now if you're listening you're not in the auto business um you know this show we have a lot of non-automotive people listening and on the show mm-hmm. i would say that this question by the way would would kind of say what do you say to the manager who says don't say a word on the to or don't say a word you know so the person the question from mike uh, uh and is what do you think of the trainers to say you should not say a word on the demo ride do you have an opinion on that? I know that's kind of just sidebar here, but this is a question that came in. I want to kind of throw that to you. It's very, it is very old school. Um, I was actually taught that right in the beginning that you get in the car, you keep your mouth shut, you don't say anything. I really think that just gauges from the client. You don't want to talk too much, mm-hmm. um, but if you have that common ground and rapport, if they're asking you questions or you don't want to get into an in-depth conversation because you really want them. You need to lead the demo and show them certain things and then be quiet. But let, if they're talking to you, you have to engage in conversation because you don't want to create that awkward moment where they feel like they're being sold. Mm-hmm. You can ask little key questions, which we call yes questions, to say, you know, don't you love the power of this vehicle? Did you feel the acceleration? Tiny, tiny little bullet points where they may be just shaking their head yes and responding yes, and then let them enjoy the drive. I don't think you should just sit there and be quiet because it's awkward, right. in my opinion. Okay. Great, great point there. And I think, yeah, I think that you, one of the things, I think, yeah, and I, I think it's such an important kind of a caveat here that, you know, we're in the people business, all of us in sales. I mean, car business, obviously, is especially true, but we're in the people business. And I think that, you know, I think that there's not a way to do it. There's the human way to do it. And I think sometimes we remove the human element and uh, maybe it's because we don't trust salespeople and maybe we look at, you know, everybody is not as talented or maybe doesn't have what it takes to do this. And I think that that's a hiring issue. But um, let me go move on real quick, Ann, and, and kind of go from ob- objection prevention to the um, – is that the Tyler Smith question? Yeah. Okay. So objection prevention to objection handling. And I'm going to get to a question that came in uh, for Tyler, by Tyler Smith here in a minute. But, you know, um, we, we talked about preventing objections. So even the best sales reps, you know, Ann, obviously can't prevent every objection. So I think it's important, and I'm going to get your take on this, to prepare for objection handling and to be on your toes, you know, be ready, you know, in the sales process so it doesn't end abruptly. And, you know, you mentioned this a minute ago, losing the opportunity at the deal or the sale. So, you know, do you believe that you should do extensive role-playing and training to help prepare your team for this? What's your take on this to get your team prepared for the maybe the, the hidden objection or the own unknown objection, objection that doesn't you know come up as easily as the one that you can prevent in the presentation? Well, exactly. And as I had said before, it all really does dial back to the initial one, the meet and greet, 
to when you sit there and you get down to it and you start doing your needs assessment and you start asking questions number one is landing the client on the right car based on the interview that you've given alleviates and also lessens any objections you may have if you have a client coming in that uh, is in a certain type price range that they want to be in and you're showing something way above or even below their expectations of what they want Mm -hmm. shows you didn't listen right that creates objections because they go out with the first pass you start (laughs) presenting numbers you're way off the chart if you're not listening, you're not doing the interview, you're going to make it a lot harder and almost impossible to have objections presented to you. They're going to be there if Absol- you don't do a needs assessment. Okay, beautiful. And Tyler, I got his question here, but I'm going to I'm going to ask Tyler if you would call the number on the screen and, and we'll bring you on the air if you want to ask this because I don't want to ask this question in, 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 a, in the wrong context. And I'm, I'm, I kind of understand what you're talking about, but I'd like you to be able to elaborate probably beyond the characters that you're able to type. So if you, if you see the number, Tyler Smith, 574-1820, you're more than welcome to call in. We'll get you on air and you can ask the question live. So um, while we're waiting on Tyler to come in, and if uh, he had a good question, I think, and, I, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that he's not in the auto business, it says for the phone, for the phone guy. So I'm going to let him ask that question. But, Ann, um, I think that, you know, uh, the car business is again where I I learned, uh, you know, to, to a lot of my, my sales savviness and sales skills and sales you know uh, um, process. But I think that you know there's a lot of industries that can glean from that, just like the car business can glean from from others. So, kind of touching base as we begin to wrap up here, you know, some things from the car business, you know, um, that maybe other industries can learn because I think one of the things about the car business, let me kind of set this up, is that we we we've we've it's it's a very uh, it's an industry that 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 closes. It's an it's an industry that has to deal with mm-hmm. some of the, the the sales processes that other industries have said have died. You know, and and I wonder if some of these other industries it was never really alive. You know, and so and and, and so what True. what's your take on that? You know. Um, Using some of the psychology of sales that some people say, oh, psychobabble, you know, using some of the things that, you know, really um, we deal with in the car business to get somebody from point A to point Z through a process. Can you touch on that? Well, I, I think it's important that, you know, we've all learned and obviously you've been in sales and especially with the auto industry when you we're all taught a certain way and it does really go back to the nuts and bolts. But you have to change with the times and the buyer has changed. Mm-hmm. Our processes have changed. They've been tweaked and kind of molded into what they've turned into. Everything's Internet-based now. Mm-hmm. The client, um, the type of client has changed. You know, we have a whole realm of millennials now that are coming in, and their buying practices are way different than what we've been used to over the past decade. Yeah. And I think that if everybody's not molding themselves and changing with those buying habits across the board, then that's going to be a big challenge, and you're going to have a hard time selling cars or whatever the product is that you sell if you don't learn your client. And I think that is one big key um, that a lot of people miss sometimes, especially with the fast-changing times that we have now. Beautiful. Um, and if you're okay with that, I want to bring Tyler on. He's on the phone. You got time for a quick question? Absolutely. Tyler yeah. J. Smith's on the phone. Tyler, I know I recognize you from social media, but I apologize. Who are you with and what, what exactly do you do? Um, so I'm with Car People Marketing, and um, really what we do is we're the IPD of the service department for dealerships. So uh, we help increase traffic to the service department okay. um, and get customers back. Um, and what I do is I'm an inside, I'm, I'm the only inside sales guy uh, here. And uh, my question was mostly, um, you know, obviously, Dave, you're, you're a phone sales guy. Um, 
know, where do you think the, the role of sales development and um, business development practices, like with appointment setters and uh, qualifying customers uh, and clients comes in, and how does it tie into the future of phone sales? So, like with BMW, how they brought in geniuses, where do you see our industry kind of going with that role? Okay. Well, okay. the, genius, the Genius actually handles um, a lot of our floor traffic, and a lot of their phone stuff comes in after the fact, after we've had a delivery, which we call an encore, which is the second delivery. Mm-hmm. But the initial intent, um, aside from marketing, of as our client advisors, the phone skills, they need to get the client in the door to help promote traffic. Obviously, the dealership does marketing and things like that, but they are key. And it's also touching on customer retention and loyalty, mm-hmm. that client that you sell every two, three years that you need to stay in front of, whether they did a retail or lease. The phone skills are key because if you call and you wait until that third year and then all of a sudden you're calling the client, oh, now you want to sell me a car? Where were you the past three years? The phone skills and keeping in contact with the client is key on retention and loyalty. Awesome. Even for for service. That's that's well said. And I'm going to touch on that too. And I want to thank you for being with us. We are literally the show's over here, but um, you, I, it's gone by so quick. <laughs> we kept you on longer than most, but uh, thank you for hanging out with us. And again, somebody can reach you. Um, your information is on our screen, your uh, Twitter handle at Ann BMW and Conrad. Thank you for hanging out with us on Game Changer. And uh, thank hope you so much. I appreciate it. All right. You have a wonderful, wonderful day. And all um, right. You too. Hi, everybody. And I'm going to touch on that, guys, just as we close up here in the last minute, too. From my standpoint, I think Tyler brought up a good point, too, from a phone sales standpoint, not in the auto business, but a phone sales standpoint. I'm going to tell you that we have that here. I think the day... What, what lacks is, 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 is inside sales is inside sales. And like Ann said, the genius concept is really nothing more than implementing extreme customer service. And it is with Apple as well. So I think that every company, if you're going to do business over the phone, then you know you need to have the sales skills to get the account. But to keep the account, referrals and retention is something that we, we as salespeople have not uh, done well. We struggle with. So I will say in order to keep the referrals, Tyler, in order to keep the retention coming in, in order to land the business and keep the business, you have to have that, quote, genius and we have that person here we have a team here that actually gets alongside our customers when they sign up and walks them through not only the the, slightly how to do it but they're available ongoing through how to use our product and i think with any good product that has great depth in in um in in, you know and and is going to be delving into some maybe some things that that everybody doesn't understand how to use features you know i don't understand how to use all the features on my you know my my new phone you know so i want somebody to help me so i need that genius so i think that it's uh i see that coming in for retaining and uh, and, uh, retaining business and gaining referrals for the long haul Hey, man, the show's over. We're one minute over. Thank you guys for hanging out. Keep your comments coming in. I think we're booked all the way in the next couple of months. we got some great, great people coming on the show. Uh, so Game Changer Salescast, thank you guys for listening, man. Make sure you comment. Let us know how we can be better. Keep your questions coming in. And if you know anybody that's a mover and a shaker in sales, get them on this show. I'll see you next Monday. I'm Dave Villa. This is a Chucky Beat production.